Hey everybody, it's great to have you back. This is Jared here, your favorite DM, and we're ready to start Season 2 here at The Usual Time D&D. We hope you all had as much fun as we did playing through the Minds of Phandelver starter pack. We've really learned a lot, and we hope to continue improving the show as things go along. We're going to be doing things a little bit differently for Season 2. I'm starting to write some of my own content, and to kick things off, we're going to have a solo session from each of your favorite players. Shadow, Hoyt, and Luna are each going to have their own solo session to kick off Season 2, and after each session they're going to give you a little bit of insight on their character and how they're playing it, as well as any other juicy details they feel like sharing. Now begins Part 1 of the Hoyt Solo Adventure. The last thing you remember, you were in free fall, your friends were around you, your enemies too. You don't remember hitting the bottom or the pain it brought on impact. You vaguely recall the color blue before everything faded to black. But now you're seeing a different color. Red. Crimson red above you in the sky and brown. Brown on dusty plains that from your vantage point reveals leagues of the dead, arranged in rank and file, standing at attention, awaiting an order that may never come. Not that it matters to the dead. You blink and rub your eyes and look around. What's going on? You remember the fall, but nothing after, and you certainly don't recognize this dreadful place. As you look around below you, you can make out parapets and towers of a vast castle built from black stone. You see in front of you a railing, and below you a floor. Behind you is a closed door. You're on a balcony suspended about 150 feet up in the air, alone. Your companions are not with you. You search yourself, and you feel the hilts of familiar daggers as you reach behind you and breathe a sigh of relief. A quick search of the rest of your person reveals that your belongings are with you. Pulling back your sleeves at the sensation of stinging on your wrists, you see that your tattoos are alive with movement. Inked images of snakes writhe around your wrists. What do you do? I itch at them because it's uncomfortable. (laughs) (laughs) To make sure I heard right. I'm looking down at these, like, undead. Kind of like how all of the orakai are, are arranged in orderly fashion when sure, they're sure. approaching. Yeah, the, uh-huh. you get me. Uh, well, I mean, I guess if I see them right away, I'm going to drop to the ground because I'm scared as shit. Sure. Um, well, you'll you'll note that they're all just kind of hanging about standing in these orderly ranks, um, but not necessarily moving at all. I'm super suspicious of this whole, like, they're not moving thing, so I'll probably, like, hang tight for five minutes-ish to make sure, like, nothing moves before I even think about trying to leave this place. <laughs> sure. Uh, you, you can sit around for a few minutes and observe. Um, they don't pay you any mind, or would they probably even notice you up this high in the air? Is there a way down from where I am? No. You are on a balcony suspended about 150 feet in the air, and you don't see a way down. There is a door behind you, and that is about the only exit to this particular area. A door. Curious. I guess investigates that door. Uh, Sure. So you kind of look it over. Pretty straightforward as far as doors go. It's uh, it's made of stone. It has a handle, uh, which one might uh, pull on to open it. Yeah, I'm just going to open it. Uh, So you throw open the door. Um, Stepping inside, you find yourself entering in the side of a long dining hall with a giant table in the middle of it um, that's large enough to seat at least 30 people. Uh, However, the room is currently empty save for one familiar face. 
at the head of the table, you see somebody you recognize who says, My dear, dear Hoyt, welcome, salutations. I hope that my bringing you here isn't interfering with the, from an objective perspective, extremely boring long nap you've been taking. I do enjoy taking a, a bit of relaxation now and then myself, but uh, what you and your companions are doing was taking a bit too long even for my own tastes. Please, sit down. You must be famished after all this time, and we have much to discuss. Hamankor claps his hands together and rubs them feverishly as a door opens behind him and several servers bring out a feast. Various beasts roast on a spit and luscious fruits and vegetables from all across the known world. Certainly a larger amount of food you've rarely seen in one place before. Uh, these servants, are they of the breathing variety? Uh, yes, these ones are live, uh, or at least appear to be. I remain standing where I am. I look at the closest chair and then just look back at him and say, where is this? He'll say, uh, why, this, my dear, is, uh, is my castle. Welcome. More global. Oh, oh, certainly, certainly. Um, Have you ever heard of the land of Thay? No. Well, that's where you are, my good sir. How, uh, how'd you get me here? Yes. Uh, uh uh-huh. So, am I going to leave here, or is it, uh, to be like them, and I gesture his servants uh with me and i like put my hands together as if they're manacled and shake them at him (laughs) he says oh oh please i i have no intention of turning you into one of of them he kind of like puts his hand over his mouth and and side eyes his servants as they're leaving the room and he'll say uh i i merely have something to discuss with you and perhaps a bargain we could work out for one another i will move towards the table like Put one butt cheek up on up on the table. I'm sitting on the table, not in a chair. And I'll <laughs> grab like whatever is the least processed thing in front of me and be like, uh, "Is this gonna kill me?" He'll say, "No, no, of course not. I I would not invite you here just to kill you. That would be too boring." Is it gonna do something worse than kill me? No, no. I just thought you might be famished after all this time without food. I will munch upon whatever I grabbed. Sure, so uh, you grabbed, let's say, just a, an apple, and gosh golly, is it just the uh, the deliciousest apple you've ever eaten of. So, after a, a moment or two of you uh, eating, he'll say, so, um, I'm sure you've certainly noticed by now that uh, I, uh, I put you under a bit of a spell. And he'll motion to, to his wrists. Yeah, yeah. I guess I know what you're talking about. He'll uh, he'll say, Un- unpleasant business that, but uh, I do have need of your services, and I can't take no for an answer. Oh, goody. He'll continue and say, so I have a proposition for you, Hoyt, my boy. Is it a proposition if I have to do it? Uh, we'll say yes. That being said... I need you to sneak into a certain someone's 
place for me and get a certain something without being seen or detected, would that be something you might be capable of? Well, I mean, I've done it before, but why? Oh, oh, don't, don't worry yourselves with the why. It's, it's more the how uh, that you should be worried about. I narrow my eyes and just wait for him to talk more. So he will say, where to begin? Um, hmm. Well, we might as well start at the beginning. My dreadful Zulkir's as Tam oversees various goings on of his underlings, myself included. Thankfully, we see eye to eye on most issues, so he mostly leaves me to my own devices, which is frankly how I prefer my day to day. However, young Hoyt, I am a being of great ambition and thus cannot be stifled even by one of the eight Zulkirs. And thus, my favor, I need you to sneak into Zaz's keep and retrieve a certain item for me. He pauses for a moment, puts up a finger, flips out the side of his robe, and plunges his hand into his pack. <clears throat> when he withdraws it, you see a small, ornately cast golden pyramid with a red ruby at its apex. This item, in fact, he says, and tosses it in your direction. Of course, the one I have here is but a replica. The real one is in Zaz's possession. You take a minute to, to look over the item. It's basically like I described. It's a golden pyramid with a ruby on top. Doesn't seem to be anything particularly special other than the, the rare materials used to cast it. Um, yeah, when I'm looking at this, I guess I'm going to turn it over in my hand and without looking at it, I'm going to be like, um, can you say that again without all the big words? <laughs> he uh, he I'm, laughs. I'm still stuck on the Zulshiambi booby. Uh, what? Uh, this is exactly why I needed your skills, Hoyt. He'll say, uh, forget the details. The long and short of it is, I need you to go into this guy's keep and replace this thing with the one that he has, and then return without being seen. Uh huh. And I assume that since you can't just go do it, something that there's a decent chance that I won't come back from. No, no, no. Uh, I don't foresee too much of a, an issue as far as uh, encounters go. However, I cannot afford to be caught sneaking around in Zaz's personal keep. And he'll snap his fingers and say, um, which reminds me, you cannot be caught there carrying this item either. Um, and he'll motion for you to give it back to him. I throw it. Okay, he catches it. He catches it easily. <laughs> he'll then reach back into his pack and pull out another item. Two items, actually. He pulls out these two rings. Um, well circular objects roughly a foot in diameter he holds both of them up and he says so i found these oddities while doing some research at a fellow named zanthal's tower uh of course i have since modified them to make them a bit more useful to me but uh the exchange will go as such the rings allow items to be passed through one and teleport out the other I will keep one, you will keep the other. When you reach the location of the pyramid, you'll simply drop the ring over top of it, I will swap them out, and you'll take the ring off. Uh -huh. And he'll 
he'll demonstrate by holding one ring up in the air and dropping the pyramid through the top of it, and it pops out the top of the other one. Okay. So... He just throws it in a pouch, ties it up, and throws it over to you and says, uh, you can just keep it in this and it should be fine until you need it. Uh-huh. I open the pouch and I look down in it. Do I see anything through the ring? Uh, you can see his creepy smile staring back at you. I drop the apple into the bag. <laughs> it flies through and almost pops him in the face. Huh. Neato. I close the bag. And okay. wait, because I'm sure he has more to say. As I said, we can't afford to be detected here, but should you have to fight, I suppose it, it it's fine if it's absolutely necessary, but I would prefer stealth if at all possible. If we pull this off successfully, Saz will be none the wiser that anybody was in his place, but if we have to take out a few of his minions, at least he won't know what was touched this way. Uh-huh. And, uh, what happens to me at the end of all this? Ah, right. Quid pro quo, as it were. So, the arrangement is thus. In exchange for you doing this for me, I will release you from your bonds, and I have a little special something up my sleeve for you when it's all said and done, but I can't tell you what it is just yet. What makes you think I want anything you could give me? Oh, but it's something you already have. I narrow eyes. I can't tell you anymore. It would spoil the surprise, my good lad. Right, where is this place? He'll clap his hands together, jump to his feet, and walk over to the door that you just came through and say, why right this way? He throws open the door, and you're looking down into a hallway. <sighs> you people are all like... And I start for the doorway and buckle through it. Okay, uh, so looking through this door, you see that you're looking into a hallway that's roughly five feet wide and uh, about 30 feet down until you come to a crossroads. He'll say, again, don't get caught. All you have to do to get back is come back to this door and you'll be right back here. I'll see you when you're done. And he gives you a quick nudge and then shuts the door behind you. Uh, I presume that the door just it, like is the door still there when i turn the door yeah the door is still there um but you open it and you are just looking into more hallway basically <sighs> bloody rotter well i guess this is what i gotta do i'm gonna go ahead and go down this hallway in a stealthy fashion uh looking and listening and uh since I know this is a place um, that some other magic -y wizard guy uh, is in, I'm probably going to be super uh, concerned about traps and such. Okay. So you make your way down this hallway to the crossroads. You don't run into any traps or anything. Once you reach the crossroads, you'll see that roughly 15 feet in front of you there's a door if you look to your left 15 feet to your left there's a door if you look to your right 15 feet to your right there's a door do they all look the same yes i stand in the middle of the crossroads and just look <laughs> in all okay. directions and if nothing looks different i just i'm gonna spin in a circle and pick that way 
So, okay. Uh, we'll do... Why don't you roll a D3, and we'll see which way you go. Three. So you're going south. So you pick the south door, and you sidle up to it and listen close, and you can hear footsteps on the other side every so often. Not necessarily normally timed footsteps. They seem kind of more like like the dragging of feet, almost. You hear this, uh, this foot dragging every other minute or so, and then there's a pause for about a minute. And then you hear the, the sound of footsteps again for roughly a, a minute, and then a pause, and it kind of continues going that way. Huh. Well, the guy said I need to be stealthy, so I guess I should see if any of these don't have whatever that is going on. Uh, go back and, and just, I guess I'm going to systematically listen to whatever one is next in the circle. So you can go back to the crossroads and go to the door that was straight ahead um, from where you entered. Uh, that door, you don't hear anything when listening to it. Well, that's good. Um, I guess if I hear nothing, I'll just say, and what's behind door number one as I open it? Okay. Um, you open this door, uh, and you are in a room that is roughly 15 feet by 15 feet. Uh, looking at the ground in the kind of taking up the majority of the room, there is a circular glyph that's been carved into the floor. If you've ever seen a teleportation circle before, you would know that that's what this is. It's not glowing or anything at this time, it's just uh, just etched into the floor. Uh, looking beyond that, on the east wall of this room, there is a glyph on the wall, and right below the glyph there is a pedestal. The pedestal has a semicircle or a semi-sphere in the bottom or top of it that you would assume something gets placed into. Other than that, there is not too much else in this room. Huh. I'm gonna approach this uh, circle on the ground and like just barely push my foot over the outside circle. You cross the threshold of the circle and nothing happens. If there's nothing else in this room, I'm like, okay, well, dead end. Carrying on, and I'll go back out the door, I will close it behind me, and I'll go to the last door. This time you pick the northmost door and listen close and you don't hear anything after a good minute or two of, of intense listening. And behind door number two, and I open it. You stealthily open the door, take a look around. You don't see any uh, beings in this room. What you do see uh, is that the walls are lined with various tapestries, all depicting various accomplishments of, of this guy that you don't remember the name of. If you take your time to look over them, some of them uh, show him leading zombie troops to victory in battle or him crushing usurpers under his boot etc etc that kind of stuff uh the only other thing of note in this room is another pedestal like you saw in the previous room only on top of this one rests a purple orb uh i guess i'm gonna walk up to it and be like looky looky and then uh, like crouch down right next to it and like just look at it really close does it look like it's the right size to fit in the other one that I looked at in the last Yep. 
you you would notice that it the pedestal itself is exactly the same as the one you just saw. Well, this is probably about the time that something goes wrong, but I don't know any better. Uh, so I guess I'm just gonna grab it off of the pedestal. <laughs> so you, as soon as you touch it, it starts glowing like like before. It was like a dark purple, but when you touch it, it, it begins to glow like a bright purple and is emitting light. I let go of it. So it, you're taking it off of the pedestal? No, I leave it there and I stop touching it now. <laughs> okay, yeah, you, you stop touching it and it, it stops glowing. Neat. I touch it again, like I just poke it. Yep, you, you poke it, it flashes bright purple for a moment, and then goes dark again. Then, yeah, I'm going to grab it. Okay, so uh, you close your fist around this orb and pick it up, and as soon as you remove it from the pedestal, you suddenly find yourself in another room. You are right next to another pedestal that has another purple orb on it. You still have the one in your hand. It's no longer glowing. Um, and if you look to your left and to your right, you'll see zombies shambling off in, let's see, one's headed east, the other one's headed west. Both of them currently have their backs turned to you. I would have looked left and right and just be like, oh, shit, um, is it, is it, and there's no other direction I can go? Uh, so looking around quickly, you'll see that there's a door directly to your north, uh, and if you look around a little more you'll see that there's another exit to this room on the east side of the room uh so all the way to the east and then the north wall there's another exit uh but there is one about 10 feet in front of you directly north if i see a door i'm going that way immediately like okay um so yep you can make it to the door before they reach the the respective walls that they're headed towards and i'm I mean, I miss. I'll give it a cursory listen, but I'm not like, I'm not gonna let myself be found right now. So like, if I have sure. to go straight in, I'm going right in. Whatever. Okay. Yep. Uh, you, you don't find any resistance on the door. It opens no problem. You're able to get right through it, and you find yourself in a familiar crossroads. I walk into said crossroads and stand in the middle, and I just see a bunch of doors. Yep, the, it looks pretty familiar. You see a door 15 feet to your north, one 15 feet to your east, one 15 feet to your south. Huh. All right. Uh, if I remember correctly, I need to turn left to go to the room with the teleportation circle, so I'll go that way. Yep. Uh, uh, well, from the direction you're currently facing, it would be right. Uh, that oh, would be the, the door to your east. Right. Um, yep, you can you can do that. You head to your east and back into the teleportation circle room. My eyes are fixed on this teleportation circle that I don't know is a teleportation circle as I walk <laughs> towards the pedestal. And I'm going to, like... I'm not going to put it all the way in. I'm going to like hover it over the slot just to see if there's any sort of reaction. And if there isn't none, then I'll just put it in. Yep, it, it does not react um, until you put it on the pedestal, and then it begins to glow purple until you remove your hand, at which point it goes back to dark purple. Has anything changed? Nope. The entire room looks the same other than there's an orb in the pedestal now. Well, I'm going to leave that there. Uh, and I guess I'll leave this room, close the door behind me, and I have to go back towards the shambling door, so I'll go back there and 
if I remember that there was a different way to go, I'm gonna have to try to think to go that way. So I guess I'm gonna listen for the sounds to start, like when they're the loudest that I can hear. And I'll wait like two seconds after that, and then I will open the door and go through. Okay, uh, you're certainly able to do that. It, it, cert- it does get louder as they reach the middle of the room and kind of pass each other and then continue shambling on. Uh, you swing the door open. Let me get a stealth check from you just to see if they do hear you this time. A 16. Uh, they don't detect you. So this room is kind of like a long, just like a long stretched out room. Um, it's... 20 feet by 50 feet. Um, So the door you just entered through is roughly in the middle of the room. The only other exit is at the east end of this room, which one of the zombies is heading towards. Is there anything else in the room? Um, On the walls, you see more of the same like you saw in the... uh, the other room that you had gone into, it's mostly tapestries depicting uh, this guy's accomplishments. A little vain, um, you might surmise, looking around at it. So then this other uh, pedestal with the orb is essentially (laughs) in the middle of the room on the far side from where I am? Yep. Uh, Basically, yeah. It's, It's basically right in front of you in the middle of the room. How big is this pedestal? About three feet high, um, and it again has a depression where on this one another orb sits. Is that right where it looks like they're gonna walk, or like? Yeah, so they they are walking basically um, opposite of each other. One's walking east, the other's walking west. On like, so when you enter this room, you're looking across it is 20 feet, and then the 50 feet is looking left right. So they're walking left right from where you're, you're entering. Well, so there's one door to the east of where I am. Mm-hmm. Currently has a zombie heading directly towards it. In the other room with tapestries, you did also see one other door. Um, oh! On the east side of the room. That's my bad for not mentioning it before. Uh, okay, well, if I... Yeah, I want to go to that door. Because <laughs> that's a much safer place to be right now. Okay, yep, you, you can... Uh, back out of this room no problem uh, without being seen and get back to the hallway make it back to that uh, the north room um, where you originally took the orb from the pedestal Uh, so this one is also a very elongated room i'll give you the dimensions i should have the first time Um, this one is 15 feet by 30 feet okay Um, and the east end of this room also has a a door but these are like in opposite directions of one another as far as the zombie room in this one. So like there's no way they should match up again. Right. These rooms run parallel to each other. Uh, okay. I, I will approach that door and listen. Okay. Uh, you listen. You don't hear anything uh, after a little while of listening. Uh-huh. Um... I guess I will cautiously open this door. Okay, uh, you open this door and you're in a small five foot wide hallway that goes about 10 feet forward and there's another door. I approach that door. 
you listen for a while at this door, and um, you do hear the clickety clackety of feet on flooring. Uh, it gets louder and louder and louder, and it stops, and then it's you hear it again, and it gradually gets quieter and quieter and quieter, and then it stops, and that just repeats over and over. What's the interim between when it's loudest and quietest? Would I wait? Roughly 20 seconds. It's not moving quickly uh, based on the footsteps you're hearing. So in my head, it's something moving towards me or it's closest when it's loudest. So when it hits its loudest, I'll wait till it starts moving away and I'll wait like 10 seconds, I guess. And then I'm going to try to cautiously open the door and look in and see what I might see. Okay, you do that, and you successfully open the door without making too much of a racket. Uh, as you crack it open, you can see uh, what looks to be... It's kind of hard to make out from, from what you're seeing. You see a suit of armor, essentially, um, with bones for feet and bones for hands, and that is kind of just walking down this, this hall. Do I see anything else as far as how the hall is? This hall is fairly dark. Uh, you'll notice directly across from you there is a door, um, and also at the far end where the suit of armor is currently walking towards, there's another door. At the su- It's basically the southern end of this. It's 10 feet across, 40 feet long, and it runs north-south. The east end of the or the hall has two doors, one at the north end, one at the southern end, and then the south wall has a door. So there's a door right across from me? Yes. If I think I have enough time right now to get over to that door, I'll go that way, closing the other one behind me. Yeah, you probably would feel safer after another pass. Okay, then um, I'll cautiously close the door and wait for the cycle to... Sure. Uh, you can do that. You time it so that uh, you pop open the door uh, quietly as the figure is, is retreating from you. Um, and you move quickly across the hall. Give me a stealth check just to see if it hears you. Uh, 15. You don't, uh, you're not heard and you're able to make it to the door directly across the hall from you. Are you just going to throw it open and go in or are you just going to try and listen? I'll lis- listen cautiously. I know this is another, like, I know I have to be faster, so just... Yeah, you don't hear anything uh, just listening at the door. Uh, okay, then I go in. Okay, so this is the biggest room um, that you've been in by far. It stretches uh, 50 feet by 50 feet. Uh, It's got a ceiling vaulted about 30 feet in the air. Um, As you enter uh, directly to your left, you'll see a row of pillars holding up the ceiling um, on the north end of this room. And if you look to your south, you'll see another row of pillars. In the middle of this room, you'll see a giant gold statue of this man whose name you forget get and uh also you'll see guarding the statue uh from your position you can see one skeleton carrying a long sword or a short sword and a uh shield that is just standing at attention um looking looking west not necessarily in your direction just looking west so i close the door behind me i turn around and i see this person i just like Eep! And I just dodged in the direction of one of the pillars, like, oh. Okay. Uh, give me a stealth check to see if they see you. 
that's a 25. <laughs> That'll be fine. So you're able to make it behind uh, one of the pillars before, uh, after maybe another 10 seconds, you'll see that this uh, skeleton begins to move and it moves clockwise around this statue, and after it moves out of view, you see another one move into view coming around uh, clockwise. And it stops at the position the, the original one was in and waits um, for about a minute, and then you see the cycle of repeats again. So these pillars run across the entire room? Yep, so uh, there is five of them, or there are five of them. Um, there's one in the middle of every 10-foot section. I guess I want to systematically move from pillar to pillar as they go through their circle, just to see if I see any more doors, entryways. Sure, uh, give me things. just one more stealth check and I'll let you go across the whole room. Uh, 12 is still good. Uh, you're able to, to make it pillar to pillar without being seen or heard. Um, looking behind you, you'll notice that uh, in between these pillars, there are reliefs carved into the stone walls of this room. Each one is of a figure that you you don't recognize. More, uh, more importantly to you, you do see one door center of the room on the east wall. It, it lines up directly with where these skeletons stop and wait for roughly a minute and then do their circle. So it'd be the opposite side of the room from where I came in, right? Exactly. You entered from the west end of this room. This door is in the middle of the room on the east side. What about the statue? Is there anything interesting about the statue? Uh, it is incredibly ornately carved. It's very detailed. Um, you can tell that this guy is just all about himself. But I don't see anything that looks like the thingy that I'm looking for. No, you don't see you don't see the the pyramid. Uh, you also don't see any pedestals or glyphs or anything like that. What are they doing here? Yeah, I don't care enough. Um, I mean, I guess I gotta make for the door that I haven't been through, so I gotta try to get to that. Tell me how you want to do that. How long does it take them to go around in their circle? They stand at attention for about a minute, mm -hmm. and then each of them, seemingly at the same time, will walk clockwise around this statue and then stop... Uh, at the same position that they had been in. It takes them uh, about 10 seconds to, to make their circle and then stop again. How far away is the door from me? From your current location, uh, about 30 feet. Okay, well with a dash action I can make that in 6 seconds. Hmm, that's a narrow window of opportunity and I won't have time to like investigate the door i definitely will have to go straight through if i feel in my pockets uh do i still have my um sack of ball bearings uh yes every item that you previously had on you is with you i'm gonna draw one out and throw it in the direction that i came from so the door that i'm not going towards and see okay. if there's any reaction to that. Let's see if they react. 
Give me just a dex roll, and I'll just do it against a perception roll of theirs. Okay. 17. They do not react. They're not very perceptive. Well, I have like a thousand of these. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so eventually, sure, they'll, they'll react. I'll give, I'll give you that. Um, so yeah, you, you throw a couple of these. I, maybe. Like, I can throw a handful of fucking sure. of them. Um, and that does draw their attention. You'll see that uh, the one closest will draw its or bring its sword up to uh, attack position and move towards the source of the sound. The other one will move around the statue and take the place of the one that went to investigate. You now have an opening to the door. Go! Go! All right. Uh, give me a stealth check on your dash, and we'll see if you're not heard there. Uh, on natural 20. Okay, you make it to the door without a problem. Uh, do I feel like with this window of opportunity I have a chance to listen, or would I feel pretty rushed? You would probably feel pretty rushed. Alright, straight in then. Okay, yep, you pop open the door, uh, throw it closed behind you. This room is, uh, kind of looks familiar almost. It's 15 foot by 15 foot. On the east wall of the room, there is a pedestal with a depression in the top of it. There is a glyph on the east wall, but there is no teleportation circle on the floor in this room. And there's nothing else in it? There is no orb in the pedestal. And there's no other door? No. I scratch my head and think, have I been here before? And, like, <laughs> I'm just going to look at stand in front of this pedestal, look at it, see there's nothing, there's no orb in it, correct? Correct. It is an empty pedestal um, and then a glyph above it on the wall. So I'm just, like, for my sanity, because Hoyt thinks he's going crazy, he's going to, like, touch the pedestal, make sure it's really there with nothing inside uh -huh. it. Uh -huh. And he's going to touch the glyph to make sure that's really there. Okay. Uh, upon touching the glyph, it glows a bright blue ah! uh, for 10 seconds, and then it goes back to not glowing. I touch it again and look around the room. It glows bright blue for 10 seconds and then fades back to looking like stone. And now I think to myself, did the last one do that? Did I touch it in the last one? I had to have touched it. Did I touch it? Oh no. <laughs> and there's nothing for me, nowhere for me to go here. So <laughs> I am um, at a loss. Um, and I realize that I have to go back in the way I came. <laughs> and I know what's out there. And I don't like it. <laughs> I don't like it at all. <laughs> Well, I mean, I guess I know I have to get out of this room and go back the way I came. And I'm heavily anticipating a fight now. So I guess I'm going to have the, the one and only regular Daker I have in my hand as I cautiously open this door and pray for a miracle. Okay, so you can open the door. Uh, you'll see that 
there is no skeleton in the position you're expecting, but you do see that both of them have spread out and are now actively searching the room. Uh, one on the north end, one on the south end. They're weaving in and out of the uh, pillars. Are they moving towards or away from me? Currently, they're moving towards you. <laughs> so they're, they're moving from west to east. They're weaving in between the pillars. How fast are they going? Medium pace, uh, probably a good three seconds around each pillar. So I'm going to keep the door just slightly cracked open and try to watch. I want to see if they start going back the other way, or if I don't see them go that way and think that they're coming towards this door, I'm going to close it. Okay, um, so you'll see uh, at least the one that you are able to, to get a good view on right. uh, reaches the wall. Um, and it starts back in the other direction. You continue examining it for a, a few moments and it reaches the other wall and then it uh, moves back towards the statue and it resumes its previous stop in one spot clockwise around the statue. How long would it have taken to go back? the 50 feet if it was moving slowly because I probably would have tried to make oh uh, well it's 50 feet they're weaving in and out of the statues at yeah, least I, maybe I'll at, make it easier on you if it starts going back towards the other wall like away from me I'm gonna mm -hmm. open the door enough to look around the corner and see if the other one's doing it too okay uh, yes it is you see them both kind of doing the same thing I am going through this door, I'm closing it behind me, and I'm running to the closest pillar. Okay, you're able to get there. Um, give me a stealth check. I suppose let's get that before you're able to get there. Uh, 22. 22 is successful. You are not seen or heard. Uh, you make it to one of the pillars, and um, the, the skeletons reach the western wall of this room. You see them give up their search and resume their weaving or uh, circular rotate, whatever the fuck I'm trying to say. You know what I'm trying to say. Right, 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 right. <laughs> um, I guess. <sighs> Did I go north or south? Uh, this time you went south. I'm gonna say. Okay, good. And they're going clockwise. Or they are going clockwise. I mean, I gotta, I gotta try to systematically make my way <laughs> across the pillars, despite them. Yep, um, I'll let you do the same as you did before. Um, if you just give me a stealth check, you all the way across. Uh, another 22. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's fine. I'm gonna reach into my pack and be like, alright, well this worked last time. I guess we'll see. <laughs> and I'm gonna grab <laughs> a handful of ball bearings. And I'm gonna chuck them into the corner that I just came from. <laughs> okay. Uh, you'll see them respond and pretty much do the same thing that they did last time. I wait a little while and then dash to make my hopeful escape. Okay. Um, so you're, you're going to the southernmost door on this wall now? I, uh, I would assume because that's going to be closest to you. Uh... Wait, are there other doors in here? I thought there were only the two. So there was one door on the east wall, um, but where you entered from on the west wall, there was a door at the north end and a door at the south end, and you're currently closest to the door on the south end. 
So I haven't gone through this door. No, but you you have seen it from the other side. It's the door you saw in that hallway at the south end. Um, I mean, if I... F- well, I felt rushed before, so I guess I'd think that I would feel rushed now. So I guess I'm just going to get to this door and slide on in. Okay, um, flip a coin for me. I'll roll a d2. Because that's something <laughs> that works. Type. If you roll a 1, the... the- skeleton in armor is walking towards you if you roll a two it's walking away from you slack is my witness it's a two okay so it's walking away from you 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 find yourself in a familiar hallway um and you see a familiar armor clad skeleton walking away from you directly to your left there is a door and the only other doors are at the north end which is where the skeleton is walking towards Oh, I know there's skeletons behind me, and now there's this skeleton here. I don't know what's all... I close the door behind me, I go to the next door. Um, okay, so I need you to flip another coin for me. We'll do the same thing. One is walking towards, two is walking away. It's a one. Okay, so you flip open this door and rush into this room and close it behind you and look to your right, and you see uh, you're in a familiar room. It is the 20 by 50 foot room that you saw the pedestal with the other orb in and there were zombies walking back and forth. Uh Uh-huh. There's a zombie walking directly towards you. Just one? Uh, Well, one that's currently on your end of the room. Uh, It sees you and I'll need initiative. (gasps) Thank you for listening to part one of Hoyt's solo adventure. Part two will be out on Thursday. And the final act of Hoyt's Fun will be out Tuesday, September 25th. The songs in this episode were Savor and Nature Kid by Poddington Bear. The Usual Time is a Dungeons & Dragons 5th edition podcast. All of our episodes are available on theusualtimednd.com. We're also available on iTunes, where you can like and subscribe by searching The Usual Time D&D. You can also find us on Twitter and Reddit by searching The Usual Time D&D. We'll see you next time on The Usual Time.